You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports, we never stop. Yeah, man. And, like, for, for, this, for this podcast right here, you know, as much as I'm, like, anti-gambling and anti-FanDuel and, and anti-DraftKings and stuff, you know what I mean? We're actually – DraftKings are paying our bills. So, uh, in, in a second, I'm about to drop a, a DraftKings promo. But what, what, what do you think about that? You say you think it's a sign? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just signed up. It's $25 to start it, man. I can't. I can't stay. I can't stay away from the drugs, man. Like it's calling me. Like I try to, as much as I stay away, as much as I try to stay away from it, as much as I try to stay away from the gambling bug and you know the fantasy, you know, uh, the addiction and stuff. Like it's calling me. Like I've been against weekly fantasy, but now like we're sponsored by weekly fantasy football, man. It's oh my god, it's just driving me crazy, man. I'm an addict, man. I'm an addict. I'm feeding. Your season-long fantasy football lineup is locked in and ready for action. But you don't have to wait till Week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test starting Sunday at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where you could kick the season off by winning $2 million. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Then, turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. Just pick up your players, pile up the points, and pick up the cash. That's it. You've never experienced football like this. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code SPREAKER to play for free for a shot at $2 million in the Week 1 Millionaire Maker. Enter SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings. Hi. My name wow. is Daryl Wilson, and I am a... Fantasy Footballaholic. I am the secretary and host of this meeting. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Addicts Support Group. This is an open meeting of Fantasy Footballaholics. And I'm joined by my co-host, Rory Davis. Rory? Morning, Craig. Uh-huh. Are you also a Fantasy Footballaholic? Yes, sir. Certified and tested. Start to say. Man, so with all who care to please join me in the opening with a moment of silence for those who are still sick from their early drafts who have drafted Jordy Nelson and Kelvin Benjamin and also guys in the early rounds like Martavius Bryant who have been suspended for the early games of the season. And those who also drafted uh, thought they were getting a sleeper in Jonas Gray, you know. Let's all just have a moment of silence real quick. Okay, that was a nice quick moment. And now, of course, serenity prayer to our fantasy football gods. Fantasy football gods, please grant me the serenity to accept the things and players that I cannot change, but the courage to change the sleepers into the starting lineup over yes. the so-called studs whenever I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will not be done. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> hey, this is, this is that, serious man. business. This is serious business, dude. Yes, yes, yes. We, we, we are upon the eve, the eve of fantasy football season. You know, for those true, true, true uh, people who are beyond the point of no return that play weekly fantasy, like their fantasy football season has already started because they could play DraftKings and FanDuel uh, in the preseason. And, you know, speaking of this whole DraftKings and FanDuel stuff, man, I just want to share a story with um, all the listeners. Like, this stuff is unbelievable, man. And I don't know why I'm being targeted or what, but for the last couple of weeks, you know, there's this uh, the FanDuel thing comes on my TV, and 
it's just stuck there. The commercial comes on, there's like this big logo on my TV, and my TV's just stuck. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? Like, this is a super long commercial. And it comes to find out, with DirecTV, like, it just pauses and it's stuck. And I can't, I can't get off my screen unless I fast forward. That is just crazy, you know. I, I wouldn't mind it if it was DraftKings because DraftKings had better commercials. But neither here nor there. It's a sign. It's a sign, man. It's a sign. Hey, so tell us anyway, though. Um, I'm not going to dive... I'm not going to dive all the way into this, man. But tell me about this contest that you're that you're in when you say uh, um, you sign up and for like the week one or whatever. Like you have a chance to win all type of money. What's that all about? Well, I tell you what. This is my first time ever playing. I really don't know what I'm doing. All I heard was two million dollars, one million dollars, ten million. All I heard was a lot of million. So I'm like, you know what? I have to try this right here. So. I put $25, signed up, picked my lineup with $50,000 salary, and then I'm getting entered into some contest. So, I'm not really sure, but I'm just giving it a shot one time okay. only. You know, maybe beginner's luck, and I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And this is with DraftKings. You get a, you get a $50,000 salary, right? So no, Well, I did actually is, I did it with both. Is it week to week? Is it every week you, you get $50,000 to set your lineup with? Yeah, $50,000 to set your lineup. And, of course, you know, the elite players, their salary is going to be really high. So, obviously, you have to be creative and know the matchups for that week. Let's say you have a lesser player, maybe like a Doug Martin going against 10 Do you say, all right, without, without full details, like, just give me a sample lineup. Like, do you, have, do you have your thing up in front of you, or, like, do you do I have to wait for your answer? Could you give me a... Ten seconds, I could get it for you. Okay, so like I said, this show is brought to you by the NGSC Sports Network. Uh, my name is Daryl Wilson, aka D Will, aka Ella, aka Mello. Um, I'm a big fantasy football fanatic. Uh, I love fantasy football. Uh, if you heard me on other NGSC sports shows like uh, the Gridiron, the Gridiron Nation. And uh, GCMO Sports Hour, I did my smoking and passing every week with my fantasy football advice. And um, I pretty much win in fantasy football. That's what I do. And uh, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your team and what not to do with your team. I'm just here to talk about the things that I experience with fantasy football. And my co-host here will talk about the things that he experiences, the things that I read, um, the news that comes on across the league and my reactions to it. And based on what I say, you can either listen to me and win, or you cannot listen to me and win. So this is not an audio advice column. I'm a fantasy footballaholic. Um, feel free to share your stories as well by calling in um, area code 712-775-7035 and type in the numbers 619-688. And feel free to share your stories with me as well if you want to. All right, so I glanced all of up and gave you enough time to check out your lineup. Yeah, so I have it up. So this this is my very first my first ever lineup at DraftKings. A quarterback. Okay, before I, before before you, before you before you name the names, what are the mm-hmm. positions? Like, what do you what do you have to have in your lineup? Okay, the quarterback, two running backs, uh, three receivers, a tight end, and a flex, defense, and a kicker. So pretty much a heavy kind of lineup. There's three receivers instead of two, plus a flex, plus a tight end. So you have to be really creative, pretty much. So three receivers, two running backs, plus a flex. Plus, yeah. Is, is a flex a super flex where you could put a quarterback yeah, yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, it is a super flex. It can be anybody. So, so you could put in two quarterbacks if you wanted to. Oh, a quarterback? No, no, no. no. Is, is, is that what a super flex is? No. Yeah, yeah. Super, super flex is you can put in running back, wide receiver, tight end, and even a quarterback. Well, to my knowledge, like I said, it's my first week. <laughs> maybe you could, maybe you can't, but, I mean, I, I didn't see where you could because, like I said, the quarterback salary is going to be a lot higher than the, the other player's salary in a different Obviously. position. So, right. So I don't know if he's going to be able to put in two quarterbacks anyway. 
I'll all right. Check them back. So, all right. So who's your quarterback? All right. So I have the man himself, Mr. Gunslinger Aaron Rodgers, leading off. Um, how, how, so, how much was Aaron Rodgers? How, how was his? How much did he cost? His cost was the highest. He was the top. He was the most expensive seller for the week, pretty much. Really? I think it was like nine. nine yeah. It was like nine thousand two hundred. Huh. So and man. in comparison, in comparison to uh, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Well, Andrew Luck is probably like a hundred hundred bucks behind. Not not by much. Maybe like two hundred bucks behind. Maybe. Okay. Maybe like yeah, maybe like a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars behind. But they're pretty much one A, one B, as you already know. But but he uh, was at the top of the list. Though. All right. So who's your running back? RB one. You know my guy. You know my favorite guy. My go-to guy. I, 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 Jeremy Hill. I don't know. I tell me like I don't know any of this stuff. Who is who is your guy this week? Jeremy Hill at Oakland. Because remember, it's it's a one week fantasy game. Right. So uh-huh. these guys are just for that week that they're playing their opponent. So okay. the opponent is very important. You know, so it's it's not just if the player is a good player, it's who are you playing for that week. Yeah, the matchups. The matchups. Okay. Right, matchup. So I think I think Oakland run defense. I don't know what it did since last year to improve, but last year they were pretty bad. And uh-huh. you know, Jeremy Hill is good. So I'm guessing he should do really good against um, the Raiders, even at Oakland. Okay. All right. Who's your RB two? RB. I have Doug Martin at home against the terrible, terrible. He's my Charles Barkley voice. Terrible <laughs> Tennessee Titans. So the Bucks at home. Doug Martin looking really fit and spry in the preseason. I think he's got his mojo back. So I, I'm gambling on Doug Martin as my RB2. That's, that's, definitely, home a against homer. that's definitely a homer pick. That's definitely oh, a homer most pick. Oh, definitely. I'm not going to lie to you. You know I'm a Bucks fan. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But besides that, I mean, the matchup looks pretty good on paper. Tennessee has been known to be like a fit. Pretty soft in the middle, pretty soft in the back. So I don't feel – I'm not very fearful of that matchup at all. I feel pretty good, actually. Okay. Uh, who's your wide receiver one? Okay, my wide receiver one, but well, it's not really a one or a two, but they're all pretty much one A's. So I'd say my one A, my one B, and my one C, because I love all three of these guys. Man, first who's one your is... first wide receiver, man? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> The first one is Don Brown. Don Brown, Arizona Cardinals, baby. And because because what? Why do you like why do you like John Brown and why do you like John Brown this week? Well, this week Michael Floyd should be still banged up a little bit. I'm not even sure if he's gonna play. I think he might be a, a game time decision. But they're at home and they're playing the Saints. So the Saints are pretty bad without- last year. The Saints who are without their top corners. Yeah. Corners and, yeah. and the Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Saints All are pretty bad. Secondary. Yeah, pretty bad secondary. You know, you have Mr. Rob Ryan. Who knows what he's going to do, but I feel pretty good at home. You know, Carson Palmer is back healthy. Michael Scott is banged up. So, I mean, I don't see how he does not go off in this game. <laughs> I don't see how he does not. And who's, yeah. your, who's your next... Who's your next wide receiver? My next receiver is D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins. At home mm. against a good secondary, against a good um, Chiefs secondary. They have good players, um, Barry's back, have Flores. How much? I mean, there are players. Prices. Don't forget the prices price? here, man. I need the prices on these people. All right, let me see. DeAndre Hopkins, he was... Someone for bargain. He wasn't the top. Uh, he wasn't the top wide receiver guy. Let me see. He's about seven thousand, but seven thousand four hundred. With with the top guy like this, Brian, it'd be like uh, eight thousand. Hmm. Okay. And John Brown was about what five thousand? John Brown. Or a lot less than that. Yeah, John Brown's gonna be a lot less than that. Let me give you an exact figure. Oh my, come stupid! Uh, 
All right, don't forget, don't forget we're on live. We're on, we're on live radio here. We're on live radio. But, all right, so it seems right, that... Like, I'm going with, with 4,500. Sorry about that. With 4,500. Hold on a second. It seems that we have a caller on the line. Um, caller, you're on the air with... You're actually in the meeting of the Fantasy Football Addicts Support Group. And what is your name? Uh, this is Dexter's Library. Ken Griggs, how are you doing, Mr. Wilson? I'm doing fine, thank you. And, and Mr. Griggs, and actually I didn't think that you were going to be able to make our meeting um, this evening. Let me ask you a question. Are you a fantasy footballaholic? Um, probably, yeah. I'm assuming that uh, I would probably be down that rabbit hole a little bit too far. I've backed <laughs> off a little bit in the last couple of years uh, just because uh, I thought I was getting to be kind of too much of an addict, you know? Uh, I drink I drink enough scotch to be to know what an addict is, so I decided to back it off in the last couple of years. I, I I've noticed that I've noticed that man. I'm glad glad to have you here. Glad to have you here. Um, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that you had me on. I'm sorry. I uh, I'm making dinner. Uh, you know, I got two dogs now, so uh, uh, trying to take care of business around here at the home. So, uh, but thanks for having me on. Uh, I. Uh, Got all my drafts finished up this last week, so I'm ready to go here. I'm only in five leagues this year, so I, I knocked it down from eight from last year to five this year. So are you are they are they are they uh, pay leagues or? Oh yeah, all of them are, uh, I, I'm in a couple of Twitter leagues. You know, I get a I get a lot of people that ask me to be in leagues, and I and I feel bad when I say no. Uh, but the thing is, it's just it adds up in a hurry, you know. And mostly, yeah. I just want. My college is the league that I care most about because that's the one, you know, uh, where I can talk the most uh, most trash and get away with it, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you're better, you're better than me. You're better than me because last year, um, as, as Rory could tell you, I, I dropped out of a couple of leagues. I said, you know what, man, um, I'm about to have a kid, and I just got married, and I can't do all these fantasy football league, so I cut my lead down last year from five to four. So it was only it was only supposed to be two, so I ended up in being four leagues last year, and now this year I'm back in six pay leagues. Like I just can't, <laughs> I just can't get enough of it, man. I just Yo, can't get I enough. Can't, I can't either. And the problem is, is the daily fantasy leagues now, and now I'm down that rabbit hole. My girlfriend is, uh, she's like a staunch feminist. And she is pretty much against the NFL. Not, you know, like she, she'll sit and watch it, but, you know, I can understand where she's coming from. It's hard to separate that, you know, the white noise of the NFL from what some of these guys really are in real life. Uh, so, you know, I think that the, that has kind of affected my decision to kind of back off a little bit. But I enjoy it, you know. I played a little football in college, and I just like the strategy of it. And, you know, there, it's another excuse to get together with friends. So this is how I rationalize it mostly. That's how, you know, that's how I rationalize regular fantasy football. And, you know, I'm a former, I'm a former uh, you know, a gambling addict, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of recovered, so I really don't gamble as much. So I don't consider regular fantasy football gambling but, you know, for the past four years, you know, since the start of this DFS, uh, I've been totally against it, man. But now, like, everything, it's calling me, man. I just can't. I opened the show talking about how much it's been calling me, and I have not yet gone down that rabbit hole. And I'm going to try to fight it um, as long as possible. Um, my co-host Rory here, he was just breaking down what his, uh, his weekly DFS was. And um, he had Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Um, Doug Martin, uh, Jeremy Hill, uh, Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, Nick Hopkins, mm -hmm. um, John Brown, and who's your third wide receiver this week? Um, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis, you love Jarvis Landry. All right, yeah, who's your play? I'm down that Jarvis <laughs> path myself. He's my guy. I haven't actually looked at any daily leagues. I'm more one of those guys that uh, – just kind of shows up on a Thursday morning, uh, 
you know, shoots in a couple of lineups, and then I'll log on again on Sunday morning. But uh, I love that lineup right there. Is that is that on a DFS, or are those just guys you love this week? Well, that was a DFS for this week. This was my drafting lineup for, for week one. Right up. Yeah, I, I, I'm in love with Doug Martin. Uh, I think that if this hamster thing is true, that the resurgence <laughs> – <laughs> And they they say that he's in that contract year, and you know those guys got a yeah. little bit more step when they know they're about to get paid. Right. I tell you what, let me give you my full lineup. It's Aaron Rodgers, Jeremy Hill, Doug Martin, John Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Jarvis Landry, Owen Daniels, and my flex I have Lamar Miller and a Seahawks defense. You know what? I love that lineup. I'm I'm so tentative on this Owen Daniels stuff. Uh, you know, Peyton has always leaned on his tight ends, but uh, I made I made light of it this week. That guy has really struggled to stay on the field. Uh, the last couple of years, he had knee surgery again last year. But yeah, I mean, I'm expecting him to get more targets than in you know suburban America. So <laughs> he would get like you know plenty of looks. But I actually drafted Virgil Green in several leagues, just kind of hedging bets mm. there to see what mm-hmm. would happen. But I think out of the blocks, it's probably a good play in DFS. I think that's what I like about DFS most. Most, you know, it, like it's changing week to week, and you can kind of right. can kind of play to to the strengths of where you're at. So, all right. So let me break. Let me break in. That that leads me into um, you know the first question I want to ask you. First of all. Um, uh, let me not undersell who we have on this line here. Um, Ken Griggs is a phenomenal writer, um, not just a fantasy football writer. He's a phenomenal writer. Um, you can catch his stuff on brojackson.com. Follow him on Twitter at Dexter's Library. Um, so he's a very entertaining follow. He's, he sounds like a real nice guy on the phone. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to get that Twitter. I'm trying to get that Twitter persona. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of you on the podcast, you know. I, mean, I like to hear you just go on these rants that I see you going on Twitter. All right, so well, Ken, uh, we're, we're all addicts, man. So, what products do you have the most supply of this season? Like, who who are you in on this season? Um, I I went down the Latavius Murray uh, bandwagon. I've uh, been kind of riding and dying with him. They're saying that you know Oakland's. O-line is top 10, and then, you know, all the metrics point to him having a breakout. So I've been on that. I I probably have more shares of him than anybody. I also reached on Devontae Adams a couple of places. My hope is that that James Jones addition is more of uh, an indicative of their back end with Ty Montgomery and that and kind of covering their asses there. Um, Right. Those are two of my, my big guys. And, of course, uh, any time I can get in an auction or be in the spot to take Des Bryant, I do it because uh, I'm the biggest fanboy out there, that guy. So I, I hear that. I hear that, man. And, you know, what you saying, Devontae Adams, that means a lot because you are a Bears fan, right? Well, you know what? I'm, I'm the saddest fan ever because I'm <laughs> I, I, I sort of approach it from an individual perspective. So anybody to help me, I was, I'm, I grew up a Green Bay fan, and I still kind of am. It was my dad's fault that I that I was in on that. But uh, yeah, I kind of, I'll go for whoever makes me money. I root against my mom if it meant making money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, look, guys, I got I to gotta dip. I got to finish up uh, making dinner here for me and the ladies. So uh, you guys have a great night. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, Ken, check back in anytime you want to, man. Hey, thanks for coming on, sir. Thank you. See you guys. Thanks. Good luck. That was my man, Dexter's Library, and making his cameo, and I appreciate him making his cameo tonight. Uh, couldn't have, couldn't have this show. Uh, right here, right now. Um, there's no better way to bless this meeting than without having him on. Uh, a very excellent follow, very excellent read. Um, so check this out, man. So following, piggybacking off of him, what products do you have the most supply of this season? Well, I think the most shares I have is in Allen Robinson. Air 15, A-Rob, I mean, 
I know he's got a bad team, but I really like his athleticism this year. It's 4-4 four, four, four speed. He should get almost all the targets on that team because Julius Thomas is out, so I really like Allen Robinson. And, of course, you know, I like love Jeremy Hill. That's my guy. Enough said. I know about that already. And, of course, Jarvis Landry. So those are the most guys that I see on all of my teams. Hey, I'm going to say this, man, and people aren't really buying, aren't really buying right now. But you heard it here first. Alan Hearns is a huge sleeper. I don't have him on a lot of teams. I do not have him on a lot of teams, but I do have him on a couple. This guy is the real deal because he showed up and showed out a couple times last season where nobody in uh, Jacksonville was catching the ball. Allen Hearns had some, had a couple of big games. And, you know, there's a lot of Allen Robinson love, but you have to be able to throw it to more than one person. And I love the way um, Blake Bortles has been playing this preseason. I saw a couple of games last season where you could sort of see Blake Bortles was starting to show up and be uh, a real NFL quarterback, you know, towards the end of last season. And I think this Jacksonville team is going to surprise a lot of people this season. Uh, people are going to be betting against Jacksonville, but Jacksonville are bound to upset a few people, and I think they might take Carolina out in week one. Um, Blake Bortles looks nice, and I have Bortles on a couple teams as well. He this team is not to be played with, man. This team is not to be played with. I would say one thing, though. I would say one thing, though, about Jacksonville that, that scares me a little bit, and that's their run game. I, I'm not so sure about their running game right now. The I'm not either. I, I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not either. I'm not either. That's, yeah. Why, yeah. that's why even more so, even more so, that's why, you know, the Allen Robinson, you being in the Allen Robinson is a good thing, and that's what I'm talking about, you know. Yeah, Alan Hearns. Yeah, Hearns is a really solid sleeper. Anybody out there looking for a late-run flyer, a receiver, I mean, that's a great guy to go and get because he's going to get his targets too. I mean, Robinson's great, but like you said, he can't get all the targets. So if you're looking for for a solid late-run sleeper, I mean, Alan Hearns, he fits that bill to a T. Yeah, they have have Marquis Lee too, but he's he's not 100%. Um, you know, Mercedes Lewis is going to be doing this thing. But, yeah, those two guys, you know, everybody, you know, not everybody, but, you know, Urinal Robinson. But Hearns is, especially in deeper leagues, like that's the guy that you get on the bench and stash. Um, who, who I'm in, I'm in on Lamar Miller a couple places. I do own him. But Charles Johnson is who I have the most of because, like, he's like a guy that I think – I think it's borderline, you know, almost, almost at wide receiver one level. He's probably about number 15 right now, somewhere for me. And he has the potential to do better. You know, the way Teddy Bridgewater is was playing last season and second year of this offense, but Adrian Peterson back. You know, I'm not a believer in Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace, I think, is a one-trick pony. You know, he's either going to catch a hitch or he's going to do a go route. Charles Johnson's going to get a lot of balls this season. And he's somebody that you could easily have in your draft in the sixth round, you know, in 12-team leagues. You could easily get him in the sixth round. You could probably get him in the seventh round, you know. But I've been reaching up and going to get him in the fifth and sixth round all the time just because I believe in him that much. So that's, that's a player I'm probably going to die with this year. You know, you know what? what I mean? Because I have a lot of them. There's a guy, I just mentioned his name, since you're talking about the Vikings, and that's Jarius Wright. You know, Jarius Wright last year, he had a really nice trip there where he was the guy. So, I mean, Jarius Wright, too, is somebody, I don't know if somebody wants to take a late-run flyer, but he had a good, solid stretch last year with Bridgewater, and he could be getting a few um, targets this year as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I agree. And that's a, that's a good offense that they have there, too, man, with, uh, with Kyle Rudolph. Um, another guy that I'm sort of in on um, and could be had for cheap is the tight end, Tyler Eifert. Um, I've drafted him as my number two tight end uh, in, in a lot of leagues. And, you know, somebody, Andy Dawson has to throw it to somebody. 
he has to throw to somebody. Um, AJ Green is going to get a lot of double teams. That's a stud. Um, I'm not a believer in any of their other wide receivers, guys like Muhammad Sanu and, and Marvin Jones and stuff like that. So Eifert should, Eifert should have a breakout year this year. I'm in on him. And um, who else? That's, that's pretty much. Uh, I mentioned one guy who I, I'm looking right now on my laptop. He's on all of my teams, and that's Matt Jones from the Washington Redskins. Second string running back right now, but I noticed him in the preseason. This guy runs so hard. He's a bigger guy, but his agility, the way he makes those cuts, I mean, that is a pro bowl level. So I'm, I'm sure he's going to do something this year. Even with the injury to Alfred Morris, I mean, he just looks so much better than Alfred Morris to me. So I stashed him away on my bench and all four of my teams, and I'm looking for this guy to make some noise later on this year, this season. Matt Jones. I'm actually, I'm actually with you. I'm actually with you on Matt Jones. And, you know, word out of, word out of Washington is they're going to be a tandem. I mean, it's not going to be a 50-50 split, but Matt Jones – definitely will get his share. You know, the only thing that scares me about that, man, is Alfred Morris is not just some bum. You know what I mean? He's not some bum at all. He's had 1,000-yard seasons um, year after year after year. You know, and he's been productive. He's not banged up. He really doesn't get hurt um, that much at all. And he produces. So, and, you know, Matt Jones, he's going to get some time. If if Alfred Morris goes down, Matt Jones is going to be an absolute stud. So, but, right. you know, he's a good, he'll be a good bye week fill-in. And depending on the matchup, you know, he could be he could be a flex guy, even right now, even right now, early in the season. Um, you know, all right, how about, how about who's a guy that you tried to get your hands on a lot but couldn't? Well, I'll tell you what, one guy that Dexter Lever just mentioned, and there's a Devante item, uh, ever since the Jordan Nelson injury, he's been climbing higher and higher. And before the injury, I was pretty confident I was going to get him on all of my teams. So that was my super secret sleeper because I liked him from last year because I saw the chemistry he had with Rodgers. But when Jordy went down, I mean, his ADP has just kept on going up and up, and I haven't been able to get him on any of my teams so far. And the same, same thing goes for uh, Travis Kelsey. I love that guy. I love his... I love his speed, I love his size, but I just cannot get him because these guys are going way above where I would like to get them. I got Travis Kelsey in a couple places. Uh, you know, man, the, the Devontae Adams thing, I'm not going to lie, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the Devontae Adams, man. I don't, I don't know if, if, if consuming Devontae Adams is going to be favorable for me. So, I kind of stayed away from Devontae Adams. No, I had one opportunity early in the draft season where I could have had him and somebody snatched him up right in front of me and by no means am I gonna reach and and reach for Devontae Adams and try to get him. And you know, it's just my, my personal opinion is he played on he played seventy seven percent of the snaps last year for the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, 37% of the snaps in that offense, like, he really didn't produce that much. Like, I know you say you saw the chemistry, but he really didn't produce that much last season to be – and Green Bay is one of the teams, I think they're top two behind uh, the Giants that that runs uh, three wide receiver sets. And he was all – he was in on the majority of three wide receiver sets. And, you know, I he didn't produce like a third wide receiver should in that offense. I'll just say one more thing. I had him last year on all of my teams, and I'll just give you a quick stat. In 2013, he led the nation with 131 receptions, 1,700 yards, and 24 touchdowns. In college, right? Yeah, that's college. Okay. But my point is this guy has the making of a stud. So for him to – to be elevated to the number two receiver on the Packers team with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I'm kind of buying the hype, man. I'm, I'm all in, man. I wish I could get some, but I really believe he's going to have a solid year, great year. I really believe it. He has, so, he has the pedigree, he has the size, he has the hands, he has the route running, route running ability, 
And, of course, he's in the right system. I, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. But I'm just, I'm just speaking opposite. I'm just <laughs> okay, it. I got it. Say this. I'm just speaking opposite. This guy played 77% of the snaps for the Green Bay Packers last year. And, yes, there's Jordy Nelson on the team. Yes, there's Randall Cobb on the team. With those two guys on the field, I would think the defense would put attention to those guys, and Devontae Adams should be running free, you know, all day long. But when you look at the percentage, Aaron Rodgers targeted him 66 times last year, and he only caught 38. That's barely more than 50%. So to me, you know, he may have the pedigree and everything, but there was a reason that Aaron Rodgers and him really didn't connect that much. And when I looked at him in early preseason games this year, Rodgers targeted him a lot, but they just weren't connected. You know, I mean, right. I don't know. That's, I, I could definitely be wrong, and, you know, I'm, I'm for sure not always right on this stuff, man, but I just, you know, I'm not buying the Devontae Adams thing. Um, more power to anybody that do, I'll be the first person to say, hey, man, I was wrong on this guy. And I very, very, I very well may be wrong on this guy. But, you know, it's just somebody who I don't have. And that leads to what my next question was, is, is there anybody out there that you want to know? Exhibit A, Devontae Adams is that person for me. And um, the other person for me would be Frank Gore. I don't want any part of Frank Gore. He is part of an explosive offense right now, but... At, you know, he's a beast, man, but at some point, like, at some point he has to give. And that's that's the only thing I'm banking on, and that's the only reason that I have, which isn't a very big reason, but it's my reason. It's at some point he has to give, and he has to break down, you know, and they're really relying a lot on him. So who, I, who, I you, say, who you don't know part of? Well, I'll tell you, but before I do, I'll just say a little bit about Frank Gore. I agree with you. He, he might break down. That's why I've picked up Josh Robinson in a few leagues. He's the number two running back right there. And um, he beat us Dan Heron, which was not that good. So for all you guys looking for a late-run sleeper, handcuffed to guard, Josh Robinson is that guy. But the person who I want absolutely no part of is C.J. Anderson. And I know you have a few C.J. Anderson shares in some of your league, but I just don't believe it. I'm just not a believer because uh, Ronnie Hillman is just too good. I don't see how you can keep that guy off the field. And, and plus, last year, T.J. Anderson, he was hurt a little bit. He got banged up, so he has a little bit of an injury history. And plus, Denver, they're so diversified on offense, there's no telling what could happen. So right now, T.J. Anderson, his ADP is way too high. I think he's overrated, overvalued. And I want absolutely no part of that. The only counter to that, though, and, you know, the only counter to that is that, remember, C.J. Anderson blew up last year for a reason, and that was because who? Ronnie Hillman was the one that yep. got injured right before mm-hmm. him. And the reason why Ronnie Hillman doesn't worry me with the C.J. Anderson thing is Ronnie Hillman cannot carry the full load by himself, and he's proven he can't carry the full load. They've try to bring in guys to supplant him. But he, he is very dynamic. I will say that. Ronnie Hillman is very dynamic. And he could see about uh, six to eight touches a game easily, and he should. He deserves that. But, you know, that reason alone doesn't scare me. But the whole not adjusting to the offense, that's what will scare me with C.J. Anderson. But for my scene in preseason, you know, uh, this one cut, Gary Kubiak offense fits him, and it looks like it fits Hillman too. So, you know, maybe you have a 1A and a 1B type of thing. But I think C.J. Anderson still gets, you know, 20 carries a game. Um, he may or may not hold up, but he is perfect for the offense. But like you said, he may or may not hold up, and I would I wouldn't even disagree with that at all. Um, but for the record, I only have one share of C.J. Anderson. Yeah, I have him in my keeper league. And, you know, and I picked him up off the scrap last season, and that's who I'm riding with. <laughs> so here's a, here's a freebie for me. So <laughs> you know, I'm, not, forget, I'm not fully invested. Hey, don't forget either your, your other your other keeper from last year, Joan Thompson. He's there. He had a good preseason. 
So yeah. that was, I remember you talk about that guy a lot. You like that guy a lot. Yeah, I, like I do. I do. I do. I really do. I really do like Jerron Thompson. Um, Kubiak right. is a guy. Kubiak is a coach that he likes one running back, and that running back is going to go. But the thing is, they Gary Kubiak likes to run the ball enough that if there's a second guy in there, the second guy could get love as well. You know what I mean? If he has equal talent, the second guy could very well uh, get some love, definitely. Um, let's see. Who else do you want no part of? Any quarterbacks that you don't want any part of at all? Yes. And this is a guy that I absolutely love in real life. I really respect this guy in real life. But in fantasy, I want no part of Russell Wilson. Great guy off the field. Does work with the kids, charities. I mean, he does it all. But on the field, I just think this year might be a little bit of a fallback year for him. Last year, I believe he was close to a thousand yards rushing, and he had a great year underground. But I think with the addition of Jimmy Graham this year and no Fred Jackson, I think his numbers might fall off a little bit. And and where he's going, you know, early third round, I think it's just a little bit too rich for me. I mean, I would take him in the later round, but in the third round price, fourth round, I I just want no piece of that. I hear that, man. I hear that. And, you know, the, the rushing yards might go down a little bit. But, you know, you have – I don't know. It could, go, it could really go anyway with him. You know, the passing touchdowns might go up with Jimmy Graham being there, so that maybe means the rushing touchdowns go down some. Who knows? Uh, I have no shares of Russell Wilson. I've never had any share of Russell Wilson at all um, in, in all the years, in the few years that he's played. And I've played fantasy football. I, I've never, ever owned him, um, who, who I'm staying away from. And, you know, I just, I, I've inherited, you know, Cam Newton in, in the league or two just because, like, he's dropped so far back in drafts where I just see him on the board, and he's just been sitting there. And I, I draft a guy, then the next round comes up, and I draft a guy, then, you know, the third time comes around, and he's still there. I'm like, no, man, like, you know, WTF, man. Like, all right, man, let me just go ahead and draft Cam Newton. He's one player that I'm, I'm definitely worried about. So what I've done with all the teams I have Cam Newton is I've backed Cam Newton up, and in, in most situations I'm probably going to start, um, you know, Sam Bradford in, in, in a couple of leagues. Um, I, I think Sam Bradford, he's one guy that worries me, um, but I have a few shares of him, but he is not my own guy. Every time I get Sam Bradford, I make sure I have somebody like, uh, Carson Palmer or or Andy Dalton um, to, to to go with him, and I'm not a big fan of really any of those guys. Carson Palmer for injury sake, and Andy Dalton just for choking. Uh, but I have Sam Bradford. Huh? Cam, I mean, you know what? You know what? He is Superman. So I don't know how you could be worried about Superman. I'm not worried about Cam <laughs> at all. You know, I have Cam in my home league, and I'm excited. I'm pumped. He's going to be great. But that's what great players do. They just they just do. Even without his number one receiver, he's going to make the other players around him better. I know he's going to do that. Because that's what Superman does. He's going to make Flinches and Ted Ginn and Philip Brown, Greg Olson, they're all going to be balling this year because Cam is a, is a stud quarterback. I know he's come under criticism a few years, but a stud? He's just getting better. Yes, I said it, a stud. <laughs> Last year was his worst year, but before that he was a top five quarterback every year. Uh-huh. Last year was his third year he wasn't in the top five. So I'm not worried about it at all. He's going to rack up the rushing yards, the rushing TDs, all the red zone carries, and, I mean, he's just a solid, he's just a beast. I mean, I, I'm a big kind of guy, so... I don't share your pessimism on that one. I have Cam, and I'm really excited about that. How many leagues do you have Cam in? One. You have, you have one. Okay, one. Okay. 
Okay, but you're a big. All right. Okay. 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 No, but that's not homie. I haven't got homie. I haven't got homie though. You know what I mean? So, hey, all systems go, man. All systems go. Um, all right. So let's let's take let's take a trip. Let's take a trip through the uh, let's take a trip through the fantasy landscape real quick. Um, who are like your five top rookies? So I know you're not a rookie guy. I know you're not a rookie guy. And I'm not saying who you think are the best rookies, but if you're to have rookies. Who would your uh, top rookies be? If you don't have top, if you don't have five, just give me who that you who you would like to have or who do you have? Well, I already talked about one, Mike Jones. Mike Jones for sure. Love that guy. Duke Johnson, another guy to mention. So Duke Johnson, of course, the big one. Amari Cooper, Aguilar. And I guess I'll just throw um, David Johnson in there, only because I think Elton has a good chance. I'm getting hurt this year. And if he does, David Johnson could step right in and do do the job. I just saw today that Chris Johnson is number two on the depth chart now in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Johnson is number two on the um on the depth chart. For me, man, um as far as far as Ricky's go, uh, you know, work to my guy Antoine Staley who covers the Miami Dolphins. And uh Devontae Parker um, I think we'll have I think we'll have a nice year. That Miami Dolphins offense is real dynamic. Um, they should put they should put a lot of points on the board with the weapons that they have, you know. And you know, UN UN King Griggs both like uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, but Devontae Parker, you know, is prototypical size. And my man Antoine said he looks real good. Right now in practice, uh, their depth chart game. He won't be the starting wide receiver. Kenny Stills will start, but you know, eventually the cream rises to the top. I think Parker will have a good season. Um, Nelson Aguilar, who uh, I I badly wanted in a lot of leagues, but I had to choose between him and Charles Johnson a lot of times. It seems um, so. Nelson Aguilar, I couldn't get him everywhere. Uh, I I love it. Um, and another high powered offense. You know, it, it, a lot of times, man, you know, I don't always just look at the player. I like to look at the situations and the environment that the player is in most of the time, and and then and then I run with it. You know, so I look at that situation that Nelson Aguilar is in and that offense that you can't go wrong with Philly. Then coming back to Detroit, Amir Abdullah is just, Absolutely amazing. Amir Abdullah is an amazing player. Uh, he won't carry the load at all as a running back in Detroit. Uh, he wants to return all kickoffs and he wants to return all punts. And I was just reading a stat today that said, you know, there have only been a few guys, a small handful of guys that returns over 25 kickoffs, over 25 punts and has over 200 carries, and that's like three players. Only three players really have ever done that. So, but if he doesn't return the kickoffs, like kickoff guys aren't good for fantasy football. By, by the way, Kick, what three kickoff. players are those? You don't mind me asking. Huh? Do, do you remember the players that did that? Oh, man, I have to, uh, I have to go back. They weren't they weren't really great players though. They like they're sort of like almost no name guys, but let me see who that is. You know, another guy we didn't mention was uh Kevin Coleman. Um uh, I like the soccer the rookie running back. He's number one on the depth chart. He's gonna get the start. I'm having I think it's just one league, but Five minute preseason, he looks pretty good also. So Kevin Coleman is another guy, another rookie that I wouldn't mind having this year as well. Yeah, I have, I have, uh, I have Kevin Coleman. I have Kevin Coleman as well um, in the league. You know, anything, anything could happen uh, with that offense. You know, he has to, he has to win the job, but he's he's very good. He's very good. Uh, okay, I'm almost at it. I'm almost at it. 
All right. So anyway, I'm, I'm gonna get to those. I'm gonna get to those three in a second. Um, I love Amari Cooper. You know, Raider for life. Um, that's <laughs> what it's all about. Sleepers, man. Who who are you sleepers? And I mean really sleepers. Are you talking deep sleepers now? <laughs> like, like like sleepers, like guys that you know that you have on your roster, that you have on your roster. I mean, you already named Matt Jones. Um, not necessarily that you have on your roster, but like guys who are in the football landscape who have a chance to pop, who have a real chance to pop, and you think might pop. I think one guy I think might pop, and that's Crockett Gilmore. Crockett Gilmore, tight end, Baltimore Ravens. This guy from Utah State. He's six foot six, two hundred and seventy pounds. Really big target for Flacco. He's a starter, and I think he's going to have a really nice year. Steve Smith is on his retirement tour this year, and there's another guy, Kamar Aiken, starting up with that opposite Steve Smith. And besides that, who else is going to throw the ball to? Forsett, of course, but I think Gilmore just is not by default. He should get at least maybe 60, 70 tackles this year. I think he's going to be a really sneaky top 10, top 7 kind of guy. And I, I told you earlier, I'm really excited about this guy for this year. I know a lot of people don't talk about Crockett Gilmore that much, but he's one of those guys. He's definitely, definitely a sleeper. All right. So I'm not even going to pretend. I'm not even going to pretend to know who these guys are. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it with <laughs> I'm not gonna pretend to know who these guys are. Um, when it comes to the, when it comes to guys with 25 kickoff returns, 25 punt returns, and 200 uh, carries at all time, there's some guy in 1974 named M. Heron and Chris Warren. Chris Warren for uh, the Seattle uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, did that for M. Heron in 1974. So those are two guys that had the 25. Had 25 carries. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have absolutely no idea who he is, and you know, it's like I, I ran across that earlier today, man. And I'm like, who the heck is M. Harry? I didn't think you were going to ask me. I did more research, but uh, who the heck is this? Who the heck is this M. Heron guy? I, and I, I have no idea. You know what I mean? So. You know what? I, I, uh, for next next episode, next episode, I'll do some further research and <laughs> find out right. and find out who he is. Um, but like before before we wrap this show up, uh, let me make sure that uh, I pay the bills one more time. Your season long fantasy football lineup is locked in and ready for action, but you don't have to wait till week sixteen to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test starting Sunday at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where you could kick the season off by winning $2 million. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Then, turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. Just pick up your players, pile up the points, and pick up the cash. That's it. You've never experienced football like this. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code SPREAKER to play for free for a shot at $2 million in the Week 1 Millionaire Maker. Enter SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings. And, and you know what, man? It wouldn't be right... It wouldn't be right if I had a football show. This is fantasy football. And, you know, and I didn't discuss the topic of the day, you know. And, you know, I try not to go on rants and stuff, but. Brady. 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 <laughs> oh my God! I did the doodle hit the fan today in the NFL, man, with uh, these allegations, these allegations that are flying all over the place. That 
our NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, allegedly, allegedly knew about numerous other instances of the New England Patriots and his good friend, Robert Kraft, uh, videotaping other practices. Um, any, just to give me a quick thoughts on that one time. I mean, I don't see how this guy keeps his job. I don't see how Roger Goodell can be the commissioner of the NFL past this season, maybe past this week. I think his time is up. We've seen enough, and it's time to go. <laughs> um, 175 million reasons allegedly why he can't go. Apparently, the NFP has to be compensated 175 million dollars if, wow. if they decide to fire him. And you know, he already makes a nice, hefty 44 million dollars a year, more than any player can even think about making, he makes $44 million for doing what? I don't know, for making a whole lot of bad decisions. He arguably has the best job in the United States of America. Like, he's not, he's not an owner. Like, that is his job. So watch football, watch the NFL, and make the, be the last call, the shot caller on all NFL decisions. And he gets paid $44 million per year for that. That is, uh, that is completely awesome. Hey, man, so uh, what, what are you looking forward to um, consuming this week, you know? And how could, how could people stay away from, like, you know, going down the bad rabbit hole of, of fantasy football? Like, you want to be able to enjoy the substances when you're consuming them. Like, you don't want to be hung over and strung out over these things. So what are you looking forward this week? As far as fantasy football, man, what is what you talking about? What are you looking forward to? Well, I really want to see Amari Cooper. That's the guy I want to see. I'm most excited to see. You know, your boy, the Raiders, Raider Nation. Amari Cooper is supposed to be. He's being heralded as the, the next great receiver. And he's been going really high in drafts, you know, third round even sometimes, usually fourth round. So I really want to see if he's going to live up to the hype. I'm really excited. And, of course, Abdullah. So I would say Abdullah and Amar Cooper, I'm really pumped to see those guys get on the field. Well, if, if, if you believe anything that um, Mr. Caldwell, head coach of Detroit Lions, says, um, I, think, I think this is going to be, this year is going to be like, um, the year Jamal Charles was supposed to, this is like Jamal Charles and Thomas Jones. You know, you remember when Jamal Charles and Thomas Jones so was in a running back by committee and Thomas Jones got the lion's share of the carries, but when Jamal Charles came in, like he just exploded on the scene. I think this is going to be that type of year for Amaro Dula. He's going to be very startable. Sometimes he's going to be a very flexible player. He can put, you can start him in a flex, but at times he's going to put up uh, top five, top six numbers if he just goes on some long runs. And he's going to catch a few passes out the backfield. But he's only going to get, like, the way it seems and the way it's sounding. Uh, Joy Bell is going to be the bell cow. But it looks like Abdullah is only going to get about 10 to 12 touches a game, man. 10 to 12 touches a game for somebody like that who's dynamic, uh, you know, should should suffice. And especially if you're in a league that rewards points for kickoff returns, um, you should be very happy with Amir Abdullah. So um, that is it for today in this meeting of the Fantasy Football Addicts Support Group. Um, Just prayer for those who are, are trying to find their way and hopefully, you know, we can enjoy the things that we consume and don't get strung out on all the bad things. And, you know, one meeting at a time that we'll all become better human beings. You know, and for my co-host, I'm Rory Davis. Um, I am Daryl Wilson on the NGSC Sports Network. 
and this is the Fantasy Football Support Group, um, Fantasy Football Added Support Group, and this meeting is now adjourned. Uh, thank you for listening. Good night now.